this July 4th, upgrade your sleep with GhostBed. Take 30% off award-winning mattresses and 40% off when you pair your choice of mattress with our luxury adjustable base. Treat yourself to the amazing sleep you deserve or the ultimate upgrade for customized support. Cooling technology in every mattress. We take pride in our 40,000 five-star reviews and over 1 million mattresses sold. Order today at GhostBed and get the support, cooling, and quality you can count on. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sarikolia here, and welcome again to another episode of H of Heroes, my podcast. This is episode number 192. Thank you for your support, whether you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening through the different platforms, iTunes, Teachers, Spreaker, CastBox, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of them. Thank you for taking the time. Now, this week, I want to bring something that I've been thinking about for quite some time and actually have the opportunity at some point, and I've got to be honest with you, which is something kind of funny now. Uh, back in August, I recorded this podcast, this episode. Um, uh, it was a big deal, Dan. People were talking about it for, for some time. There were a lot of issues going on in the community. So I wanted to talk about it. And I recorded an episode. It was a long conversation. I was happy about it in the end because definitely I shared a lot of information. I, I did my, of course, uh, kind of like an essay about it. And I was so thrilled about it. But <laughs> stupid me. I came one morning when I was about to start um, editing the video or something. For some reason, some stupid reason, I deleted the video. I tried to recover it on my computer, uh, but it was a big file, so I wasn't able to do it. I tried so many different ways, and it was it was a very, very disappointing day for me. And I said, well, we're not going to be able to do it. So I kind of skip it. I say, I'm going to re-record it. I never got the chance, but I would say... That after a while, in and I've seen some of these things resurfacing again, some of these issues in regards to scamming, then I said, let me just talk about it. Because I think it's an important subject for a lot of people that are part of this community, that they are becoming collectors. And I'm talking about across the board. I'm not talking only for statue collectors, whether you're an action figure collector, a gaming collector, RK one up, anything that you collect, diecast, anything. This is something that can help anyone in any particular hobby. This is one thing that I cover in the channel, even omnibuses and comics and all of that. This is going to help you to understand and also to protect yourself, your investment, your money, so you don't get scammed, whether you are a buyer or whether you are a seller. So I want to cover a lot of things that I've seen over the years that I've experienced myself. Thankfully, I haven't been scammed as many times as some people have, but at the same time, I've always been very careful about the transactions that I'm part of. I've been close to being scammed, being able to solve the problem all every single time. So I haven't really lost a lot of money in the process. But I know some people have lost a lot of money and they're continuing to lose money because they're not well informed. So in this podcast, in this episode, we are going to cover all of that because that will give you a peace of mind and will help you to understand any hobby you're part of, but also how to you know be happy about it, not to have to confront these situations that can really are bothersome for sure, and unfortunately are are very common in in the hobby. So first, before we get into the whole thing, uh, we need to set the foundation straight. So we need to know what type of scams are out there because there's so many variables, there's so many different scams. But regardless of the variables, regardless of, you know, if this person is doing this or doing that, and sometimes there's a mix of a lot of things, there are only four basic scams that you are going to see. The first one is never receiving the promised item. That's the first scam that you're going to see. 
you buy something, you pay for something, whether it's online, whether there is some eBay, whether there is through marketplace on Facebook, whether there's anywhere, a forum, whatever, you never get what you were promised. You never receive anything where there is a custom project with someone that is selling something that is going to do. It never happens. It never, it never see fruition. You never get what you pay for. That's the first scam, the most basic one. The second one, getting something else instead. That means that you buy something and all of a sudden you get something that is not what you pay for, where there is a totally different item, where there is a box full of rocks and stones or and paper just filled in. So it has some weight or whether you get like, I don't know, like a copy, not even a fake of anything that you pay for. That is the second thing you're going to see. The third one is getting damaged or broken parts, which is very common. People sell stuff. They never tell you that it's broken or it's damaged or it has some water damage, whatever type of damage. You get in the mail and then you realize that it's broken, that it's missing parts. There's some stuff that's not coming with it, but you were promised something totally different. The seller never mentioned it to you. That is the third common scam. And then the fourth one, which happens a lot, it's false claims. Someone sells something to you, then turns around and makes a claim that 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 you didn't send the money or that you or even that you send some something to someone and they receive it and it's intact it's perfect uh, but the person goes to ebay or even marketplace or any other place and makes a claim that they received something broken Be perhaps they broke it when they receive it or perhaps it is not even broken they just do an exchange with another part that they already have and they're claiming that you send them something broken it is very common and it happens a lot happens a lot in in any type of hobby i've been part whether it's action figures statues it happens so those are the four basic things and of course there are variables there's variants that that kind of take one from the other but ultimately those are the fourth that you have to worry about and are common in so many different ways in so many different hobbies in so many different communities and those are the ones that you have to be careful now what i want to talk about now now that we know those are the, the basic ways to get scammed and, you know, to suffer the consequences of it, how the question is, and I want to really help out people on this one. I'm going to actually, we're going to cover two areas, how to avoid being scammed as a buyer, which is the most important thing. I think most collectors are, they, they want to be aware how to avoid that. And the second, how to avoid being scam or scam as a seller, because ultimately, as collectors, we also do a lot of trading, and sometimes we have to sell things in order to get other things, which is common. Most people that come into the hobby don't come as sellers. They come first as buyers, but ultimately, we all transfer or move into selling some stuff so we can make room for newer stuff, or also sometimes we need the extra cash. So is there a lot of ways that in situations, because ultimately, we're collecting valuable items. So how can you avoid being scammed as a buyer should be the first thing. House of Roll presents a life well-crafted. Five iconic luxury brands sharing the spotlight in one lavish house of brands. Roll, Riabel, Perrin and Rowe, Victoria and Albert, and Shaw's. To discover the full scope of design possibilities for your kitchen and bath, look no further than House of Roll. Reimagine your own setting at houseofroll.com. Well, I'm going to separate this in five different things. There are five things that you have to do in order to avoid uh, being scammed as a, as a buyer. The first one, and this is something that is, is funny, but it's true. 
if a deal is too good to be true, then avoid it. Bottom line, if it is too good to be true, if you see an offer that blows your mind that someone is selling something half a price or you know something that is so good to be true, something that is a grail and everyone is looking for, nobody can find, all of a sudden somebody shows up and says, I'm selling this for a fraction of the price that is going in the, pretty much actually is going in the, in the aftermarket, then avoid it. Why say that? Because, you know, you know what? We all want deals. Sometimes we find good deals. If you find a good deal, they go for it. Sometimes you're going to find some sellers that are, they use that they're, you know, nice people and they want to just give a good deal. They need the money right away so they can sell something. But however, most people, when they sell in something, even they sell it at a discounted price, they're still going to try to stay within the price range of the stuff at the time. So if someone is selling something very in a very low price, then you have to be careful. You have to ask yourself, is this person for real? Is this person trying to scam me? Is this person actually uh, just, you know, not even a person that no one knows? So you have to be very careful. So if it's too good to be true, then be very, very careful. That's the first sign, the first red flag for me when I know something is not right. And you have to be very careful with that. Yeah, some people will like to get a deal. Everyone wants to get a good deal. However, good deals are hard to come by in a collectible market. So it's something that you always have to keep in mind. So that's the first thing. The second thing, double check the feedback and the legitimacy of someone's identity. This is something that a lot of people don't do. Um, someone shows up and says, I'm selling this. Now, who is this person? You never know. You know, most people that you go on a forum or in a Facebook group, nobody knows who they are. Nobody really knows who these people are. So when someone is selling something, you know, I, I always double check that I'm talking to a verifiable person, someone that it's in the community. And, you know, this is the thing. A lot of times I've seen people going this and I find this very annoying and sometimes stupid at the same time because it's like you send in the red flag that you are a newbie. Like people coming all to this and say, well, I don't know this person. Can someone verify this feedback? They post this on Facebook a lot. Can someone verify this feedback from John Doe, for example? <laughs> the funny thing is that when you're doing that, you're just actually telling everyone that you're just a newbie. You're telling everyone that this is your first time buying there and you don't know anybody. So people are going to, some people are going to, you know, give you the feedback. But some people, and this is the funny thing. I saw recently a post with someone asked the same question on some of these groups. It was a statue group and asked the question and the person that actually gave the good feedback was the person that when I, I actually verified, went to the group and the person has been in the group for like for years now, like I would say three, four years. However, the person has never posted anything on the group. It's the first time they, and the person, yeah, I, I have done deals with this person. It's, it's a good person. And then this conversation between this, the, the person that is actually the poster or the person that supposedly is the seller and this other person, but this person is, has never said anything on the group for three, four years. So that to me is a red flag because when you're part of a group, for the most part, everyone participates, everyone shares something or says something and you're being a part of a group but you haven't said anything, even if you're trying to give good feedback from this person, that tells me that, you know, what tells me, you know, what would be, it, it could be, the, and it happens a lot, the same person that is giving the good feedback is the same person that is selling. So you're talking to the same person that is just there, always looking on the look, well, on the lookout, always looking for someone to, you know, that wants to buy something and they can sell something. And believe me, there are a lot of people in every forum, in every group that are there just looking for someone. They're hunting for someone to take advantage of. So not saying that that's the case here with this person, but it is very strange. 
And for me, that's a big red flag because a person that, you know, if I know a person that is always there engaging, always talking, is always participating, then I know that that person is a person that I can trust because it's talking, it's sharing pictures about the collection. They're always talking about it. They're always having conversations. They have friends there. You know, you're talking to someone that in the end cares about reputation. And it's important to, to always verify that. I don't ask the question because this is the thing. When you, I'm going to use this example. When you are a tourist, you know, there, you, you, we've all been in tourist traps, you know, places where you go and everything's where there is Rome, New York, places like that. People go there and you can see the locals from the tourists. The tourists are always looking, all surprised, asking questions. They are the people that always get scammed around because people are selling all kinds of trinkets to them because they're scammed. And when you are in this group and you're saying, can you verify this person? Then you show yourself being just a tourist. And, you know, people are going to take advantage of you. Bottom line, you know, sometimes it's better when you go to a place that you've never been, act like you're a local. That's just bottom line. And there are many ways that you can verify someone's identity, legitimacy, without just asking the question, just by looking at their post, looking how long they've been members of this group. Are they parts of other groups? They, do they have friends that you share the same friends from the same group? They are they posting constantly. Are they sharing information? Are they selling constantly? You can verify through the search system without just having to ask the question. Believe me, it really shows a lot. If a person is just there for the first time, it's a bogus photograph. They don't even share anything. You cannot even access their their actual account on Facebook because everything is locked. Then that gives me a red flag. So I don't even have to do with people like that. But yes, always verify people before you get into any type of business or dealings with them. Now, the third thing that is important as a buyer, ask for proper photos of the items. That's something that a lot of people don't do. A lot of times, a lot of people, they post photos and they just use random photos from the internet. Believe me, I used to, a lot of the collectibles that I used to have, I used to take a lot of, the stuff that I review, I used to take pictures of it and I used to post them online a lot. So people were taking, a lot of those photos are just roaming around on the internet and people were using my own photos to sell their own items. And sometimes I confront the people and say, hey, you're using my photo to sell this product. I'm sorry, but take pictures of your own product so people can see it because you are given false advertisement. And you know what? Sometimes you get people fighting you back because of it, which they think that they have a right to do it. For the most part, that gives me a red flag. If a person is lazy enough not to, you know, is not taking photos, is so lazy to take photos of their own product that they're trying to sell, and they go online and they grab a random photo, then you're dealing with somebody that do you think is going to go the extra mile if something goes wrong with your transaction? It's not going to happen. So the first thing that you got to do is just avoid those things. I always ask, ask people, if you're selling this, send me pictures. I want to see pictures of the item. If it's boxed in because it's being, you know, kept on storage, I want to see the item unboxed. I want to see it there because I want to see that there's no damage because things can get damaged in storage. Just because in storage doesn't mean that there's no damage to the item. I want to see it. I want good pictures, you know. And nowadays, everyone has a, a pretty much a phone. A, you know, in this case, a, one of these phones nowadays have great cameras. You can take good pictures and you can send me those pictures. If someone doesn't want to send you pictures, then that gives you a red flag. So, yes, always ask, always look for the pictures. If someone is posting stuff and is posting enough pictures, then you know, you know you're dealing with someone that is interested in selling and is forthcoming about everything. So it's important that you ask always before you pay money, before you buy anything, always ask them to send you pictures of the item. Now, the next thing that is important here, uh, the fourth step is get tracking information and add insurance. Let's say that everything works out so well. Everything is good. But at the time that it's time to get the stuff to you, 
always ask you get a tracking number for you so that way you can track the progress of how things go the travel whether it's within the country or even outside the country we do international transactions i always ask for tracking information if somebody doesn't want to give me tracking information then i'm dealing with someone that is iffy so it's important that you get that information because anything that happens i know where the package is at it's important that you add insurance i prefer to pay for the insurance you know people can add insurance for packages is not that expensive particularly on international transactions is so important because if something happens in transit that I'm protected. So always, always ask for those things. And a seller that is going the extra mile doing that, then you know that that person cares about getting that product to you. So it's always an important thing. So you don't get scammed in this situation. So you don't suffer the consequences of it. Always ask for them to give you tracking information. Then you know that it was sent out. It was shipped out when it was set, when it was promised. But also that if something happens, you will be protected. You will be covered. So that's important. Now, the fifth thing that you need to do to protect yourself as a buyer is never send money as a gift. That's one thing that I'm, I tell everyone. If you start sending money as a gift, then just consider that money lost. Because technically, a gift is a gift. It's money that you give to somebody. There's no responsibility from the other person. It is a gift. So a lot of people, they do that to avoid PayPal fees or any type of fees. And in doing so... They're harming themselves because if something happens when it's time to do a claim back, you're you're not going to get anything back because it was a gift. You gave it away. It is technically a tip. It is technically, you know, like money given just for charity. That's all it is. And people, you know, use this a lot because they think by saving a couple dollars, you know, they think they are, you know, doing themselves a favor. Actually, you're not. You are not protecting yourself. You're making it harder on you. And the risk of you falling prey of people taking advantage of you, it's higher. So avoid it at all costs. So those are the five things that you got to do. Again, if a deal is too good to be true, skip it. it double check the feedback and legitimacy of the, the, in this case, of someone's identity. Ask for proper photos, get tracking information and insurance, and never send money as a gift. Now, let's move to the next thing, which in some ways is kind of similar here, but how to avoid being scammed as a seller. Again, once you become a collector, at some point, you're going to have to sell some stuff. It's just the way it is. Some collectors do not sell anything, but for the most part, 95% of collectors, they end up selling something at some point, whether you sell it directly or indirectly, whatever, you always have to find a way to sell something in order to make more space, get rid of some stuff so you can get some newer stuff that you like more. So it's, it's just normal. It's part of the hobby. It's part of being a collector. Now, the first thing that we got to do, and it's similar in many ways to the other, double check the buyer's identity. That's something that you have to do. Like, for example, on eBay, there are sellers that do not sell. If you got less than 10, uh, you know, uh, transactions on eBay, some sellers will not sell to you. And they do it to protect themselves because you can, anyone can create a, a fake account. And they want to know that you are a good buyer and good standing. So always, always double check. Even it's not necessarily just as a, as a buyer, you know, as a, you know, also as a seller. When you're selling something online, somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to buy this on a Facebook group and uh, buy to and, and trade and sell uh, group. They will tell you, well, I want to buy this. Make sure that you're dealing with a person that is actually part of the community, a person that is not just a newbie that just got there that nobody knows that you never know. I rather just deal with people that have known for years that I know that they are. I can track their information. I can identify them. I know they are part of the. I like people that actually share their photos, their images, their faces on their Facebook profiles. If somebody has like a like a cat or has some, you know, like, I don't know, like a troll or something. 
you know, anything they can have. I don't trust these people. I don't trust them because if, you know, and I have friends that they like to keep their own privacy and I understand, but I know them for years. Uh, some, some of them, but you know, a lot of people that they just like, like they have this fake image or this Batman image, or they have this Spider-Man Miles Morales. I don't trust people like that. Why? Because if you are afraid to show your face, then what is it that else here you're hiding? You're hiding a lot more than you, you say that you are. So to me, people that are kind of iffy, I just don't like to deal, do business with them. I'd rather just, you know, they ask me a question, I give the answer, but I'm not pursuing any more transactions because I want people, I want to deal with people that I can trust. Like I know if something happens, I can go back at them and say, hey, this is what happened. We need to fix this problem. So we have to always do that, even as sellers. Now, the second thing, take photos of the item pre and post package, which means this, of course, if you're a good seller, that means that you're going to take a lot of pictures of the item and that you're going to send it to your buyer. But before you package this stuff, take pictures of you packaging. You can even have a video. Some people do that just to protect themselves. And that's a good idea. Take pictures of the stuff while you're packaging this stuff. Take pictures of all of that. You know, seal everything so well and take pictures of you sealing the stuff. Take even a photo of the receipt when you drop it, whether it's UPS, FedEx, you know, you know, any other place, DHL or the postal service of your country. Always take photos of that. You have to always protect yourself. Take as many photos as you can when you send it. So if someone comes and says and claims that they didn't receive it or they got something totally different, then you have the photos to show as proof whether it's through eBay Marketplace or any other place, even Amazon, you can say, well, I send this stuff. Here is my proof. What else, what proof do they have? So it's important to protect yourself because I, there are people that are going to take advantage. They're going to say, well, they never received something. Oh, the stuff came broken or damaged or, or this and that. And if you got damaged, you know, this can get damaged in transit. Then that's the reason you have insurance. But at the same time, it was not in your hands. You were not the one that surrendered it to the service, to the shipping service, broken or damaged or something totally different. So always, always be careful about those things. Always take photos, pre-packaging within the pack when you're when you actually have the package and when you take it to the the postal service and your receipt that is extremely important now the fourth thing now the third thing that we need to do and it's, it, it pretty much implies to the stuff with the, the photos also goes with, alongside with it package and you know pack well and securely it's important that you pack well and securely a lot of people don't do that Unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. And what it creates is a more chances for stuff to get damaged in transit. I'm telling you, adding, you don't have to spend a lot of money on packaging. A lot of people sometimes they think they're going to spend too much money on it. You don't have to take it to FedEx for them to do it for you. Some people even pay UPS to do it. You don't have to do it. You can do it at home. You can stuff that box. You can get like a box and you know, get it like a shipper box and put a lot of stuff in between, a lot of even, you know, paper whatever anything that you can put in there just to soften the blow make this stuff sturdy you know use a lot of tape you can go to the dollar store to get tape whatever you know just do it make sure that it's well packaged so if something happens in transit you know the chances for that to get damaged or broken and you know it's going to be mishandled regardless but at least it's well protected make sure the styrofoam is secure always tape it well because if styrofoam is not well secure then of course things going to be you know it's going to be moving there inside because they're not secure make sure you're doing sometimes you know i know like for example my my friend hamby lee he's a fantastic packer one of the best packers he knows what he's doing he's known for that and what he does of course sometimes he adds extra 
you know, padding inside the, the, the boxes just to make sure that this stuff is not rattling inside. So it's important to do those things. If you do that, you're protecting yourself. So there's no chances for them to come back and say, well, it was broken because you didn't pack it well or you send it broken. I say, no, I didn't send it broken. If you got broken, there are only two ways that it got broken, whether it was in transit, it was thrown, you know, it was a, I don't, someone, a troglodyte was just damaging the box, kicking the box like it was a soccer ball. Or when you receive it, you broke it. And now you blame it on me. But I have the proof, I have the photos, but also I pack it well. So all of that is important. So that's something that you have to keep in mind. And now another thing that is important, the fourth step here is add tracking information and insurance, whether the buyer wants it or not. Whether the buyer says, well, I want to pay for it. No, even if the buyer doesn't want to pay for it, you still pay for it. You include it in the sale. That's one thing that sometimes you, it's good that you include everything in your sale. Make sure that you get tracking information, which is not expensive, really. And insurance, you know, just to cover your butt. Always make sure you cover your butt because you know what? Nobody's going to do it for you. So might as well just do it. So you do it. And that way, you know, where is it going? You know, if it's came to the destiny because sometimes people say, well, I never received the package. Well, my tracking number says that you got it, that you receive it in this date at this hour. So if something happened in between, that's something that you're going to have to figure it out, whether it's through the service or whether it is at home, because sometimes things can happen even at home. People, you know, sometimes even I, I have, you know, I deal with a lot of businesses in the past You know, I deal with, with shipping and all of that. And I know people can take advantage. It can lie about never receiving something, but the tracking information, it's important. And some people even go the extra mile to get a signature. It's up to you. If you want to do that. You know, I, you know, sometimes it's hard for some people, but if you feel confident and you feel more comfortable doing that, then ask for signature so people can receive it. If somebody signed it, that means that it was delivered. So that's just the way it is. Now, the fifth thing, and that goes back to almost to the same thing as a buyer, never request money as a gift. If you do that, you're harming yourself as a seller. Never do that. You know, yes, they're going to have to pay fees. You're going to have to pay some extra fees. So include all those fees, even though you might not tell that to the client, include it in the sale. Just make sure that it's included in the sale, what you're selling. Because some people, you know, to be honest, some people are kind of dumb. They cannot even do the math on their head. So they want to have the, the amount in, the, in front of them. Some people cannot even add the 6 7% of taxes, you know, in their mind. So might as well just add the whole thing. So that way you are clear. And you know why you, you have enough room to play with the numbers. Also, you're going to get in trouble with the IRS. You're going to get in trouble, first of all, because, you know, all of those things send red flags that you are getting a lot of transactions. Some people, that's the reason some people get in trouble a lot. I've seen some people complaining even on, here on YouTube saying, well, I got in trouble with this and they took my money and, you know, eBay, you know, scammed me. No, eBay didn't scam you. It's just scam yourself because you have to. It's better to sell items as goods and services. It's just the way it is, you know, because you're selling it. You're not giving it away. So it's important that you always be careful. And in that way, you also protect yourself. You can go back and say, well, this is what happened. And you can defend yourself if there is a false claim against you. All of those things are important to keep in mind. Now, coming to my final thoughts, coming to the conclusion of this uh, podcast, this episode this week, I'm telling you, being a scam is so easy, but it's also so easy to avoid. I've been collecting almost 20 years now. And believe me, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of different ways to people get scammed. And some of them are hilarious because in my mind, I'm, I, I'm like, you know, I could see it a mile away. Why is it that you couldn't see it? 
at the same time, people sometimes they don't have the time to go and check. Some people have busy lifestyles and, you know, they're busy and they just want, you know, peace of mind. And they think sometimes people are naive thinking that everyone is on the same boat as them. That everyone has the same heart and everyone is honest. And honestly, not everyone is. And there's a lot of dishonest people everywhere. That's the reason the world is messed up as it is. And believe me, this hub is no different. You're going to find a lot of dishonest people here that people are trying to make a buck no matter what. So it's important that you keep in mind that you are uh, very um, careful in the dealings that you have and be careful on who you're dealing with, who you're talking to, who you're selling to, uh, how, who you're buying from. If Again, if the deal is too good to be true, you know, skip it. It's easier to find the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow than finding a good deal for collectibles that are long gone, particularly grails. So, you know, you have to be very careful. Now, it's important to, I would say the first and most important thing about everything that I'm, I said here in this episode, the most important thing is always use common sense. Always use common sense because it seems to me that people don't use it as much as they need to. Use common sense. Everything that you do, always try to find a way to protect yourself no matter what, whether you're a buyer or whether you're a seller. If you use common sense, you will be okay. You will have not you don't have to deal with people in situations like this. You will not have to suffer the consequences of, you know, being stupid and sometimes reckless, you know, and also from people that are just there just to try to make a buck on people that they just don't know the answers of the questions. So you have to be you know, always careful, always use common sense. And remember, one thing that I have to say there, I have to share here, remember that money transfer services are not banks. And that's something that I see a lot of people because sometimes they people claim that, you know, I got scammed by eBay. Well, no, you didn't get scammed. You know, money transfer services are services. They're not banks. You're not supposed to keep your money there, you know, sitting there forever. You know, you're supposed to move it to your bank account. And that's what now, you know, eBay is enforcing that. Uh, PayPal is enforcing that. And, you know, don't just keep the money there. You know, you report the money, make sure that you're, you know, like if you're doing a lot of transactions, might as well, you have to know that you have to pay taxes for that as well. Because if you're moving a lot of money, of course, that sends red flags. And, you know, the consideration is that maybe you're money laundering. And it's something that happens. And sometimes people don't even, you know, take care of those things. So remember, they, these services are there not to hold your money. Again, they're not bank. They're not savings accounts. They are there to facilitate transactions. That's all they do, and they charge you for that. And if you keep the money there uh, for a long time, if you keep adding more money, and you can do a lot of transactions, and everything is a gift, then believe me, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get suspended. You're going to get in trouble. They have to report it to the IRS, and then you have to pay taxes for that. So you don't want to deal mess with the IRS. You don't want to deal with taxes, you know, do back taxes and all that. It is a mess. And believe me, I've been there, so I know. So I know it's not fun. So it's important that you protect yourself on that way. And now another thing, and this is important, I feel, you know, something that people, they tend to forget. Every sale is a private affair. That's the way I see it. People are entitled to set their own pricing and to do as they please with their property. So avoid the drama police. This is something the, the drama, the, the price police is always there. Like I notice people trying to sell something and all of a sudden somebody says, well, that's too expensive. You can sell it for this or, you know, why are you selling it like that? And there's always somebody that is think that they think that they have a right to say whatever. They're the price police. You know, I, you know, it's annoying people doing that. People can sell whatever they want to sell. You know, if somebody wants to sell something that costs a dollar and they want to sell it for a million dollars on, on Facebook, who am I to tell them, hey, you're wrong. You know, just whatever. You know, it's not going to sell, but whatever. Just let them just think that they can sell it. Believe me, someone will pay the price. Unfortunately, there's always someone that is going to pay the price. 
But being the drama police and sometimes all this scams or supposed scams and all that kind of stuff, it just creates drama. People are fighting and arguing. People that are not even involved in the transaction. It's important that you keep everything as private as possible. Like I said, you don't want to look like a tourist in a tourist trap. You want to look like you know what you're dealing with. So every sale that I do, I keep it to myself and the person that buys. I sell my stuff. I share my stuff. And I haven't really sold anything in a few years now. But when I post something, I'm not going to be telling people, hey, who is this person? Do you know this person? Can you tell me? Can you give me feedback? No, I just do my research, which is easy to do, really. It only takes a few, really a few minutes to do, seconds. And then I know who I'm dealing with. And that's about it. And then I keep everything in between, in between us. I don't have to go and share the stuff, you know, because when you start opening the door and you start sharing all the conversations, oh, this person did that to me, all that to me, all of that stuff, you know, and sometimes it's, it's, it's important to out, tell people, you know, to share with people that they're scammers in, 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 in the group. And if there's somebody that is just, you know, doing it, you know, all the time, then might as well just share your experience. It's important to give the feedback. But sometimes people go to the extreme. They haven't been scammed yet, but they're already accusing people of being scammers without not even doing a transaction and not even being part of the transaction. So all of those things are just drama. Avoid the drama. I'm telling you, the drama is the biggest influencer <laughs> in this hobby, in any hobby, because people are always looking for it for some reason. Some people, they cannot live without it. It's just like life. Their life is all about drama and it's all about them. And it's all about them looking good or look or whatever. And everyone is looking bad and they make everything more problematic than it is. So avoid that. If you're dealing with somebody that you already know that is a drama person that is always trying to scam people, always trying to do something, always trying to pull someone's leg, don't even deal with them. Don't even sell them anything. Just you already know them. Pay attention in the group. Oh, this person is problematic. Don't do a transactions. Don't buy and don't sell. Bottom line. That's just the way it is. But my friends, what do you think? This is an interesting, interesting one. Like I said, there's so many variables of people scamming but if you keep your head up if you pay attention if you don't just simply jump onto whatever i you you'll be okay believe me you'll be okay uh good deals will come yes will come but if a good is you know deal is too good to be true then run away from it because it is not real it's just someone scamming you or lying to you or doing something iffy Always be careful about those things. My friends, please let me know if you're watching this on YouTube. Share with me what you think about it. Is there anything that I skip here? Anything that you want to add or share? Uh, leave it in the comments. Let me know about it. You're listening through the different platforms. You can come to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The links are down below in the description. Let me know your opinion. I would like to have this conversation with you as well. My friends, God bless you. Take care. And I will talk to you again. Bye-bye.